Want to have your very own free-range egg farming business? Welcome to Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast with Daniel O'Brien, the show dedicated to giving you the latest tips, ideas and interviews to help you produce the best-tasting free-range eggs and sell your eggs for the highest price. And here's your host, Daniel O'Brien. Daniel O'Brien here. Welcome back to GreengrassEggFarming.com. My special guest today is Shane Ellis from Gippsland Free Range. Welcome. Thanks, Daniel. How are you going? Very good. How are you today? Oh, going well. Thanks. Yeah. It's good to have you back on uh, on the show again. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to talk about adding an egg business to an existing farm. And um, yeah, it's it's something that a lot of people can do. You don't need to start a farm just with chickens. You might have other animals or an orchard and add um, an egg farm to it. So I wanted to talk about, in your experience, how that worked for you and, and the benefits of that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, we, uh, we come from a beef, a beef cattle background, and so our parents of both families, my wife and mine, both have beef cattle, and we looked at it, I suppose the initial thing was that the cost of fertiliser cost money-wise one and and just how good our our chem fertilizers are for our soil i suppose we started looking at it in a few different ways more of a more natural way to fertilize but also as as a dollar cost and when we looked at that and what we could do by introducing chickens it was pretty exciting we saw that you know if you've got someone moving beef cattle about for you or or you're doing it yourself so you've already got the labor component there out in the paddock so then another job out there collecting the eggs or moving the chickens really is, isn't going to be too much to ask. Yeah, right. So with the the, the cost of fertiliser compared to chickens, like, did you actually do the costings of, say, we're going to spend X in a year or a month on fertiliser compared to chickens? or No, we kept it pretty uh, simple, Daniel, just looking at what we were spending on farm and farmers were spending on farms annually with yeah. fertiliser. Yeah, right. And as it got more expensive, what we're seeing was there was less getting put on. So not really sure whether they were getting results. Yeah, uh, okay. So they thought, save a bit of money, don't put as much on, but yeah, you, yeah, you, or, you get what you pay for. You don't put it on, you don't get the results sort of outcome. Yeah, yeah. so and, and as I say, probably the looking at maybe a more natural approach to it, chook manure has always been fairly popular to uh, to spread on farm from the the big factory setups. Not not that not that I've done that, but I just think you can't can't do any better than getting it from the straight from the manufacturer, the chicken. Yes, and they 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 are great. They the other there's other not just the fertilizer we've sort of realised as well, but busting up cow dung. If you if you haven't got uh, active dung beetles there, you might have crickets come in or um, slugs or grubs that sort of thing that might come in that we would normally be um, quite concerned about in, in pasture crops. Okay. That uh, your chickens, they love them, and they do really well at them, and, and it's protein I don't have to pay for. So Yeah, for no, it's, it's brilliant. I, I know I've got customers down in South Australia, and they get this little white snail, and it's not something <gasps> I'm, I'm familiar with. Oh, yep. and the chickens love it because like, yeah. it's a snail, it's protein, and they just annihilate this thing. So yeah. like in the area, when I say annihilate, they don't like wipe it out of the region, but... Like if there's a new paddock they go into and these little snail, they're like, "Yep, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> Let's eat these yeah. things." Yeah, yeah, so, no, yeah, they do do a fantastic job at yeah, little bugs and beetles and such. They're, they're 
pest controllers as well as fertilizer machines, and they give us this wonderful byproduct, the uh, the egg that we get to sell. Yeah. So. so how have you found integrating them with cattle? Obviously, you've got the benefits of fertilizer. They can sort of eat, eat bugs that could come in. They can spread the, the cow manure around, which that in itself is a good thing. Yep. Is there any downsides that you'd have to look at if you bring if you've already got cattle and you're going to bring chickens into the mix? Like, is there any conflict from from your experience why it wouldn't work? No, I think you'd just look at probably a grazing plan depending on what type of grazing system you run with cattle. If it's a fairly um, set stocking sort of arrangement where they're in a in a paddock for a long period of time, it doesn't work all that well with chickens, and and really that's what we. We prefer a, a shorter, more intense graze time yeah. um, with a longer rest recovery period f- for with our cattle for grass. But it also that works really well for the chickens as well. The, you know, the rest recovery time behind them to let their fertilizer do the work, the the impact the chickens may have had on the ground gives it time to recover. So I think probably the only thing some people may have to look at changing their grazing management with cattle, and um, that might not be refencing the whole farming that might just be done with with poly wires you know just in yeah. front of your, of your of your chicken enclosures yep so with with your current grazing plan with the cattle how long are they in sort of an area for like, they move like daily or weekly or what are you looking at yeah depending on the time of year if we're in a high growth time i'll move them more often and they'll be on smaller areas so that works really well with the chickens so we're looking at up to two days yeah two, two days and and unfortunately, the chickens can't keep up with the cattle. So sometimes we do have to come back and we might have to just do a very gentle regraze, which we've got to be careful about doing so we don't exhaust plants. But we do a regraze just so that our electro netting works and, and protects our chickens. Yeah, just so you're eating that down in front of the, yeah. the chooks where you're about to move them on to. Yep. And, yeah. and, if, and if you don't do that, it's, it's fine. As long as you run wheel tracks or something where you're going to put your electronic, that's fine. But look, I, I like to do it with the cattle where I can as long as I'm not overgrazing. Yeah, okay. So what have you found since you've started to now the impact the chickens have had? Because like the motivation being cost of fertiliser to save that, how, how long was it till you first saw a result and what are you sort of looking at now in terms of the, the fertiliser the chooks are bringing to your farm? Uh, yeah, well, it, it's, you could almost say it's immediate depending on the time of year. In our growth season, it is immediate. You'll, you'll see, if we're in high growth time, you'll, you'll see the square if the chicken caravan has sat for one or two nights in the one place. After a you know say a rest of fourteen days, you'll 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 start to see exactly where that van sat. Yeah. Um, and if you're just moving it forward, you almost see this long rectangle line running up your paddock, and you think, oh, what's going on there? Something. But it's that's the that's the effect that the chicken manure has in a growth time. You won't see it in we we have you know our four seasons here. Our two growth seasons are our um, autumn and spring. Yeah. Winter we we just have to be a little bit careful. Of, of damage but it'll set you up if you can get chickens across paddocks in the winter not causing any damage or minimal as long as you've got a long rest recovery time it'll be ready to go and really set you up for the springtime. yeah okay because that all that manure is yep. effectively just sitting in the ground or on the ground and when that bit of rain comes it's yeah it's just going into the whole system and 
turning yep. into good grass. That that's right. Yeah, and even even though uh, you could be standing inside one of the fifty by fifty enclosures the chickens are in, you, you'll see under the van they're they're doing most of their pooping at night. But yeah. uh, you, you try and find a spot in that paddock to sit down, and you'll uh, you you'll be sitting in chicken manure as well. So it's they they spread it out. Yeah, obviously it's a it's a good area, and that's what we covered in 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 the last podcast when we talked about electric chicken fencing. Ah, uh, yeah, that that's fifty right. by fifty meter area. It's not it's not too small where they're going to yeah. overgraze it and pound it because we don't want that. But it's not too big where they're not doing the impact. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. So another thing too is. It might not be your farm you're bringing the chickens to, I suppose. it's. Um, I work for a family and manage the day-to-day operations on a, on a beef property of theirs as well. And so if for us to take chickens there, I, I go there every day to move cattle and, and do general maintenance as well. For us to take chickens there, which we'll be doing fairly soon, it doesn't really add anything on my day except that, that bit of time to go and collect. But the, the vans are very efficient, so... It's a matter of collect those eggs, move my cattle, do my other work, and at the end of the day, take my eggs home with me. Yeah, right. So the motivation to take your chickens to that other farm, again, is that for for fertiliser for their farm? That's right. Yep, that's right. Yep. We're sort of looking at more natural approach there as well and uh, a time management, uh, time grazing sort of system with the cattle and the chickens will be a great addition to that operation as well. Yeah, fantastic. So... It sort of sounds like uh, if you want to save money on fertiliser, get it straight from the factory. I like that. <laughs> straight from the little chicken and they'll run around and put it, uh, spread it around uh, that area. So long as yep. you keep moving that area, it's you've just got uh, fertiliser on tap. And hey, you get a benefit of eggs, which you can then go sell. So That's, that's it. That additional that, um, well, layering on farm, I suppose, that, that, uh, that additional income. Yep. Yeah, excellent. No, well, we've... Uh, just been a short episode, but I think we've covered the, what we need to. So for anyone that is looking at, like they're going, okay, I'm going to spend so much on fertilizer, look at the options of chickens because they're going to sort out that fertilizer for you and you've got a profitable business to be able to um, sell eggs. And and done right, so long as you're not overgrazing, it'll actually benefit y- your beef operation or any other operation for that matter. It's not going to sort of... It's not a case of you have to buy some chickens in but then get rid of like half your cows because it'll work in conjunction. Is that what you've found as well? It's a really good point, Daniel. It, it really is. You, you wouldn't have to sell. Uh, if you're grazing property with your beef cattle, as long as you've, you know, you've got grass behind you, you wouldn't have to sell one of those cows to bring in 400 or 800 chickens. In fact, what you find after you know, probably a shorter time is, is one year is that you may need more cows. Because yeah. you'll be growing more grass. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that that's fantastic. Just to know that, yeah, yeah. that's what every farmer wants: uh, more grass. And yep. you, you're doing that by adding another income stream to your farm. It's almost unheard of. You're like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's uh, you know, if you've if you've um, if you increase that um, increase that carrying capacity of cattle, it's like someone's just giving you some more land yeah. for free. You know, and and you've had the additional income of those eggs from the chickens. Yeah, so not, don't have to buy more more land. Don't have have to have the cost of fertilizer, and you've got another income stream being eggs. And then in time, done right, you can actually increase your cattle. So 
Yeah. It's a win-win, a tick in all, all boxes. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time again today, Shane. I'm sure everyone has got a lot of benefit out of uh, what you've had to share. Uh, good as gold. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast. For transcripts and other free resources, please go to greengrasseggfarming.com.